What's up, everybody? This is Julie with my favorite episode is where we talk about people's favorite episodes of their favorite TV shows. So today we have producer Matt with us, hey. also known as Bro Matt, <laughs> um, and we will be talking about episode four of season one of Scrubs, which is called My Old Lady. So Matt, can you uh, start us out with a little summary of the show? Because I can tell you, I had no fucking idea what was going on. I had to look up people's names <laughs> because I've never seen this show before. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you take it from here. So, Scrubs is a comedy show about doctors. And at the time that it came out, I hadn't really watched it. But it was... Something that people kept telling me to check out, especially when I started working at hospitals, people were like, it's actually the most medically accurate show on television. It, it's not, and I think in this episode it exemplifies that. It's it's definitely not that show like House or Grey's Anatomy where someone always rolls in with the perfect solution at the end. It it shows that bad things happen in a and hospital. And it doesn't have like 20 fucking seasons. Yeah. It's just like never ending. Um, but the first time I watched the show was I had seen Garden State. And I was obsessed with Garden State. And someone told me that I reminded them of Zach Braff in Scrubs and that they thought I would really, really like the show. Uh, and at that time, Netflix had just started with the discs. So I ordered the first disc of the first season to be delivered. I was living at Grandmom's house at the time. The discs. Yeah. I forgot about the discs. <laughs> yeah. We used to have a Netflix DVD in our mailbox probably every four days. Every day. Like, every day. I <laughs> I forgot about the discs. Th I still get them. That's hilarious. <laughs> so Can I borrow your DVD player? <laughs> <laughs> so the disc came in and I watched the it's a three hour disc of the first uh disc of the first season. And I loved it so much that I literally when it was over I mailed the disc back and then got in my car and drove to Suncoast and bought the whole season because I couldn't wait for the next ones to come in the mail. Another like I historical place, Suncoast. Yeah. <laughs> when is the last time anyone has seen a Suncoast? Please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I went to the Suncoast pictures at the Granite Row Mall, and I picked up, I think the first two seasons were out at that time, and I bought both seasons and just went home, binged it. I think I called up Shrop the one time and was like hey you need to watch this show and then it became him and I's show where we would like get together every Thursday and watch it together like it just became this big thing among my friends where we all kind of became closer because of Scrubs the only other show that that ever happened with us for was How I Met Your Mother um, where it just really tied our whole group of friends together because we all mutually adored this show um, but season one is Zach Braff's character John Dorian is starting his residency at a hospital and his best friend from college Turk has started a residency at the exact same hospital and it's kind of them getting used to the ins and outs of the hospital who they can trust who they can't trust you know what doctors have your best interest in mind and which ones are very greedy uh, so there's this constant aspect in the first season specifically about Dr. Kelso versus Dr. Cox who is the the person that you should follow should it be the person who's focused on if they don't have insurance get them out of the hospital or the doctor who might be a bit of an asshole but at the end of the day he's there to save lives and it just waves on him too hard yeah makes sense makes sense and i actually when i was watching it 
I thought that JD, which is Zach Braff's character, was like, oh, he reminds me of Matt. Why do I feel like <laughs> Matt is so fucking cocky that his favorite show is a guy that is exactly <laughs> like him? <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly thought that, so that's hilarious that you were like, people say that. Just move a little closer to the mic. Um, okay. okay. Um. Um, so, yeah, that just shows uh, <laughs> the kind of person you are. But <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, so why is this specific episode your favorite episode because before i let you talk let me just say this de- this episode is depressing as shit and it's so typical that matt <laughs> picked <laughs> an episode like this like i had a feeling when it was when it was titled my old lady like i was like dude like someone's grandmom is dying right <laughs> like that's what i thought so please please let me know why this is your favorite episode <laughs> so i will start with this uh when i decided to rewatch this episode since it was only episode four I want it to start at the beginning of the series anyway and just watch the three episodes leading up to it. And I realized that this show, I think, actually had one of the best first seasons of a sitcom because if you watch enough TV, you know, like sitcoms, it takes like almost halfway through the first season or the beginning of the second season for them to really get who the characters are and flesh out the stories. Um, Pretty much with the exception of Elliot, every character in this first season is exactly who they are throughout the rest of the show. Uh, And Elliot's the blonde. Yeah, she becomes a little bit more ditzier and like a bit of a tryhard as opposed to like kind of cutthroat and dumb. Yeah, she uh, had, she had a good one liner <laughs> in the episode where she was like, um, she was like, I use sex as an icebreaker. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. How many people have you had sex with, and when did they stop talking to you? I love I love the one, the the other girl response was like, How's that been working yeah. out for you? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. This episode specifically, I remember, was the moment where I realized I was watching a really special show because an episode like this isn't normally in the fourth episode of a sitcom. You know what I mean? This is after years of an established show. They'll do something this heavy. Right. But I think that when I watched it, um, I'll get into the personal part later, but as just from a show writing standpoint, the concept that this early into the show, we establish the rules of a hospital and then break them. You know, I mean, the rules of one out of every three people admitted here are probably going to die here. And then you go through this story of these three different patients. And then the big reveal at the end is they say one out of three that come in die, but sometimes the odds are far worse and all of them die. And it's this emotional, heavy moment where all of these characters realize that they can do the absolute right thing. You know, and that, I think that's the big thing about it is that at the end of the episode, it's not like any of them fucked up or didn't know what they were doing as doctors. They did exactly what was best for the patient and yep. still lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously there, there's there got to be a couple parallels to the relationship between JD and the old lady and how I was with my grandfather. So watching that and kind of seeing how, like, this lady really brings to him, like, you have this whole list of what I should have done in my 77 years, but how much of it have you done? Yeah. Yeah. And when they got to that part and they read off the list and she's obviously saying like, I did that, I did that. And then she challenges him with that and says like, what have you done? I'm sitting on the couch drinking my coffee and I'm like, what the fuck have I done? Like I've (laughs) been to uh, New Jersey (laughs) to go to the beach. (laughs) Um, Never. I mean, Matt, Matt has been, so many places where like he could probably be scratching off some things 
I haven't done shit, and uh, this episode was a uh, realization for <laughs> Listen, you've been to Epcot at Disney, so you've seen at least 11 countries. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I will continue to go to Disney until I'm 90 years old. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That Are you going to go see the Meiffel Tower? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I th- I totally thought he made that up, too. <laughs> he did. Oh! <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, okay. And moving on. <laughs> the fact that, like, he got me. Like, <laughs> like she's like, that's not real. And he, like, turns it. He's like, so I'm, I'm like, oh, it must be real. <laughs> I mean, never heard of it. I should have Googled it. Um, but just like Matt was saying, where everyone dies at the end. So let me just tell you that I had this, like, pinching feeling that everyone's going to die at the end when you kind of met each doctor and their patient so basically what's going on is each doctor is doing something with their patient so Turk is performing a surgery and he finds something wrong with one of his patients uh JD is I mean basically his patient is dying and and she tells him I don't want you to save me I want to die live my life long enough and what's Blonde's name Elliot Elliot her patient (laughs) I've I'm not going to lie. I don't really know how her patient died, but I knew that she was dying. I think the <laughs> big thing with hers, and I and I agree that, like, Elliot's is the one I connect to the least. Yeah. But it's that Elliot at this point in the show is, you know, all of my family's been doctors. I've gone to every, you know, I went to the most pristine colleges. I'm an expert at medicine. Uh, and she gets called out by the character of Carla of, like, you went to all these fancy schools and you still can't speak Spanish, which over one third of your patients is going to speak. So she has yeah. no way to communicate with her patient. And there is that really heartwarming scene where she asks Carla to teach her how to say you're doing really well yep. in yep. Spanish. Yep. So I think it's that realization of for her, something turns, something doesn't go well. Like they thought that she's okay. And then, you something know, happens. yeah, as disease happens, it just sometimes it takes an unexpected turn. And she's terrified to deliver that. I love I, one of my favorite scenes in the whole show is where she's just standing at the vending machine and she's like, you know, I can't decide if I want a cherry Coke or a Sprite and ginger ale. (laughs) And, you know, this decision won't kill anybody. But and like it's that realization where you're like, oh, she all the schooling she did, she's not prepared to lose somebody. Right. Right. And I mean, I get shows have to be sad, but let me just tell you that all this stuff starts to go down and then you just hear like I heard there was a secret (laughs) and I'm like they are dead ass playing fucking hallelujah right now like this is the most depressing shit I've ever seen and it's so unexpected because if you would watch the three episodes leading up to it it's the most like wacky goofy show (laughs) and then it just got super dark and everyone died and let me just tell you fun fact about Matt so when Matt gets very emotional and cries he it's actually i would call it a talent he he looks like kim kardashian and i don't know if uh, everyone knows what she looks like but google a picture and that's what matt looks like it's like he tries to smile through the tears (laughs) but it doesn't work and it's so ugly it is the ugliest crying face and i'm as i'm watching this i'm like oh my god kim k totally came out during this episode <laughs> and yeah so that was hilarious i and he, she did yeah, she I, 100% did i could have bet my life she did <laughs> <laughs> another thing i want to talk about and this is actually my first note and matt was actually making fun of me um when he saw my notepad is this the theme song is fire and my note literally says theme song equals fire <laughs> yeah laszlo bane's superman 
so good. I want to play it. And I believe, so I, I have to double check. I would have to double check this, but I'm pretty sure that he's actually a friend of Zach Braff's. Okay. Um, Zach Braff is, if you've ever seen Garden State, he did all the music for Garden State. Like he, not that he wrote it, but he hand selected all these songs. He's a big, mm -hmm. big music buff. And they figured that out very quickly when they were shooting Scrubs. So he was in charge a lot of the time of picking the songs to end episodes because they just were like, this guy has an encyclopedic knowledge of music <laughs> and we should utilize it. But I'm pretty sure that he was like, hey, my friend has this song and I think it'd be great as the theme song because they didn't know what the theme song was going to be at that point. Yeah. So it's it's still the only like hit song for this guy because he's just like a kind of unknown singer in LA who just had this massive TV show theme song. Yeah, and I mean what sucks is that the theme song is only like 10 seconds yeah, long. It's just, I'm so no Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I want to play a clip of it. Yeah. Um but I after I heard it I was like this kind of feels like it's like a jam. So I YouTubed it and I was yeah. like dude this is so good they should just play the whole song <laughs> <laughs> all four and a half minutes <laughs> and just drag out the credits. <laughs> um because I do think that theme songs make shows sometimes like yeah. you know damn well you were sitting on your couch watching tgif when friends would come on and when they're like no one told you things were gonna be this way <laughs> like a hundred percent you just we, have like this big when we watch movie. it in disney we're like trying to fall asleep and we have nick at night on and we both clap yeah. when it comes on because it's just so catchy <laughs> it's like how do you not oh tgif was the king of that though between like boy meets world family matters and full house like those are all like jams and a half. I know, I was actually thinking about that, like, when the tables turn and I ever have to talk about my favorite episode of my favorite TV show, I love, like, every show that I watch, I get so invested in, so I'm like, what will I pick? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I just, I have too many favorite shows, like, I can't, if I don't like something, I won't finish it, so, like, I can't even be like, oh, I watched this show and it sucked, like, yeah. I stopped watching it, so. You're just, I, I stopped caring. Yeah, I gave uh, up. Um, I mean, let's focus on as as dark and sad as this episode is, it still is very funny. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, I really had a hard time taking uh, Turk seriously because all I could think of was Murray from Clueless. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, Murray, you got the braces off. You're a doctor now. Like, I'm like acting like this was like his future. This was like he, after Clueless. This is what he did after, after he, college. He said it was so funny. There was an interview with him one time where he was talking about Scrubs and he's like, you're like, what's your favorite aspect about Scrubs? And he just goes, no one sees me as the guy from Clueless anymore. They're Not just true. like, oh, there's the guy from Scrubs now. <laughs> like, I am writing him a letter telling him that I 100% <laughs> thought of him being the guy from Clueless. So uh, he's wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, but he's wrong. Um, one of Another good one-liner of the show. So I'm like a big fan of like these one-liners that like you really have to be paying attention to or you won't pick up on it yeah they're uh the the technical term is like adr lines they're not lines where you see the person in front of the camera saying it but it's like a background oh, quote oh, they're like my personal favorite because they're always so funny but like you have to be paying attention so in the one scene uh jd which is like the main doctor zach braff's character he gets introduced to the old woman and her family and they're basically just like oh like what are you 12 like they're just like treating him like shit and the old lady's like stand up to them tell them to get out so like he's very like soft-spoken in the beginning like he's like just like, can everyone like get out and they're just like fuck you like we're not getting <laughs> out whatever and then she's like come on like pu like push get them out and he's like everybody out and the 
uh, mother or the daughter-in-law of the old woman goes, okay, you don't have to wake up the dead. <laughs> and I was like dying laughing <laughs> on the couch, but it's like so faint in the background. So like, like I said, you really have to be paying attention, but it was just hilarious. So I did like that. I actually wrote that down and wrote LOL. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was really good. Um, another one is, so I don't know, maybe you can give me like a little detail of the background of the janitor of the show. So, so this is kind of weird. So the janitor in the very first episode, um, JD is super nervous and he's making small talk with the janitor who's trying to get the door unstuck. And he's like, someone jammed something in this door. It's stuck. And he goes, maybe it was a penny. And he's like, why'd you say penny? He's like, I don't know. He goes, I swear to God, if I find a penny in there, I'm coming after you. <laughs> and then the episode ends with him holding up a penny <laughs> at JD. But what uh, the the creator of the show admitted was that they didn't think the show would go longer than a season. So the intention was always to reveal that the janitor was just a figment of JD's imagination to like. Oh. But then the show went for like nine seasons and I think it was around like season three or four the actor who played the janitor was like I'd really like to talk to anybody <laughs> but Zach Braff on this show yes so they got rid of the imaginary friend oh I kind of like that though that would have been like <laughs> that's really funny yeah the one part he's like across from him and he's mouthing I'm going to kill you to Zach Braff and he's like what so then he starts like mimicking like killing him like strangling him and I was cracking up at that too so that was good but I'm like who is this guy <laughs> my favorite part in that whole thing is after he finally understands he says I'm gonna kill you Zach Braff goes but why yeah. and he just shrugs <laughs> I know so good and but now like I do like that you just kind of gave us the background of he was supposed to be like only Zach Braff could see him yeah because now it makes it a lot funnier <laughs> <laughs> that like because I'm like how is this main doctor like I guess it was like one of the head doctors yeah. not noticing this <laughs> at all <laughs> like how is that happening but now it makes sense well and it makes sense too within like the fact that the whole show is so many weird fantasy cutaways for for JD like he's always in his head my my favorite joke in this episode is uh, it's so dumb, but it's when the the lady says she's ready to die, and then the delivery guy just shows up, and he's like, "Hey, I got a, a ton of bricks here for <laughs> Mister John Dorian." I actually had to um, fast rewind, yeah, rewind like fast forward. That's not right, um, because I didn't get like I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> what? Like, what did I miss that a ton of bricks just fell on top of him? And I was like, oh, punny. <laughs> that was a good one. So, yeah, that was funny. And then he's like, um, can I uh, get my pen back? <laughs> it comes out of the rubble. Um, another good part that made me laugh. So there's definitely uh, a few of these. So just bear with me. But um, uh, these are like my, we should just like call these segments like Dooley's LOL moments. Okay. And we just like go through <laughs> the lines that made me laugh out loud. Um, Turk is doing surgery and there's this uh nurse next to him and she's like giving him shit about he what he's doing and he gets so frustrated and he's like do you want to drive and I was like <laughs> it for some reason reminded me of Brian our brother like how angry he gets about things so easily where it's like not that serious <laughs> she uh it's funny watching it back because that particular character pops up a couple seasons later where like her and Turk are basically rivals for top positions mm. in surgery yeah so it, but this was like almost a full year before that storyline so that that's the other thing that's cool about watching the show and then re-watching the show is that a lot of the times they would bring in the same extras and they would bring in the same um 
writers from the writers room to do these bit parts and then those characters would just become regular characters like the delivery guy with the ton of bricks is one of the writers of the show but like by later seasons he's like a like a pseudo main character that's just like this really weird delivery guy around the hospital to just work every single day that a package comes yeah well i would (laughs) say that the 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 best for that is um you know they had these extras and they had nicknames for some of the extras in the like behind the scenes and the one was like Colonel Doctor because he looked like Colonel Sanders and one was like Snoop Doctor because it was just like a dude who kind of looked like Snoop Dogg and then in later seasons they just start referring to them by the like behind the scenes nicknames and I remember there was always one where they're like hey it's Snoop Doctor and he's like hey hey and he like lifts up his shirt and it's like oh you got your residency congratulations Snoop (laughs) resident (laughs) that's hilarious that actually reminds me of um me jamie and brian being in your phone as girl number one girl number two (laughs) and boy number one like can you imagine me walking into mom and dad's and you just being like girl number two what up good to see you that's honestly what i thought of when you just said that you you guys are still mad that i have mom and dad in as their actual like legal names (laughs) talking about the adr lines because there's another one that i know you said you had written down with the the little kid when the old lady goes (laughs) to the park yeah so then the one scene the old lady's missing and there's a note on her on her hospital bed that said went to the park exclamation point (laughs) she was excited (laughs) (laughs) and so jd has to go to the park and like find her and they're having like this birthday party for her grandchild and as soon as he walks up the uh son of the old woman's like oh there's the party pooper and (laughs) 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 and i was just dying at that it was hilarious um so yeah and that that wraps up julie julie lol moments um so I have a question for you. Mm. Would you want to watch more of this show after this episode? I probably would. Um, it's one of those shows where like, okay, like Game of Thrones was like this too. Like I watched a few episodes when Game of Thrones first came out. Um, and I think my first mistake was watching it with my mom and dad. Yeah. Because there is just people having sex everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere. All the whole so, show. So like I'd be like, you know, watching someone get like raped. <laughs> And I'm just like looking over at my mom, like, <laughs> great show. So that, and so after that, I was kind of like, uh, this show's like not for me. So yeah. I stopped watching it. Um, and you just like kind of assume like, oh, I'm not gonna like this. So when you when you said I like, oh, you have to watch an episode from Scrubs, I'm like, oh fuck, like I'm not gonna like this. I'm not gonna laugh. It's gonna be boring. I'm just <laughs> I, I have nothing to write. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a full notepad, so <laughs> so I was wrong. Um, but it's just one of those shows that like. At least for me, like, I thought I wouldn't like it. And yeah. I ended up actually enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think I would watch it again. All right, cool. I just have to uh, finish the 17 other shows I'm in the middle of. Yeah, you Don't should be fine. put anything else on my plate, Matt, please. You have you have that Hulu login now, so. Yes, yes. Well, and I mean, eventually I'll get my own. It was like <laughs> Netflix. Like, I used to get so mad I would use his Netflix login and then, Okay, Netflix was like seven ninety nine at one point. They keep upping their freaking prices, but it was seventy nine seven ninety nine at one point, and I was using Matt's login, and I was watching. Oh, I remember it so vividly. I was watching One Tree Hill, and it kicked me out, and it was like you need to pay your bill, like de- like card declined, and I'm like, 
Matt, you don't have seven ninety nine in your fucking bank account. To be fair, streaming only is seven ninety nine. I was still getting discs in the mail, so it was closer to like fourteen ninety nine. But yes, yeah, still embarrassing for an adult human. I to absolutely not have that much. hate that he was still getting discs in the mail. Circa two thousand nineteen, I'm still getting discs. You in the are mail. the only person that is still getting discs. They're like, oh, another one from Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that triggered me. Like I texted him, I'm like, dude, like pay your Netflix. I'm trying to watch my show, and he's like. I'm at work, like, I'll pay it when I get home. And I just, like, couldn't take that. Like, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm signing up for my own goddamn Netflix. <laughs> so now I'm using his Hulu uh, login, and I'm sure, I swear to God, if that debt gets declined. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the flip side is that by the time this, at, we're recording this almost three months before it comes out, yeah. but by the time this comes out, Disney Plus is a thing that comes with a free Hulu subscription. So, Which I am totally going to get because yeah. Lizzie McGuire is getting remade, okay? <laughs> and that, oh my God, that just made me want to cry yesterday. <laughs> I was so happy. Like, I'm still kind of waiting, too, for Hannah Montana to come back, like Miley's. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hannah Montana just, like, ripping blunts and being like, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> I would love it. I would love that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just ripping blunts. <laughs> it's yeah. like you get the best of both worlds, and then she just, like, snorts a line of coke. <laughs> <laughs> Miley, I will be in touch because I have a great idea for <laughs> Hannah Montana coming back. Because I loved that show. I, I know mean, you, you did. Remember. I Matt actually came home the one time, and, like, he was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's, like the series finale of Hannah Montana and he was like why and I was like she's sick of living a double life <laughs> <laughs> I remember that so much we used to have like I used to set up sound equipment for like family parties and Julie was so insistent that I played the hoedown throwdown at like every family gathering because that was the absolute jam <laughs> it was like oh you're still doing the cha-cha slide hmm do the hoedown slowdown <laughs> Throwdown. Throwdown. I, I, <laughs> Hoedown Throwdown. You nailed it the second time. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, that Kim K uh, occasionally comes out if it's the exact right emotional point when the climb comes on my Spotify playlist. I'm like, oof. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, all you have to do is think of our cousin Grace singing it in her talent show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> Just kidding, Grace. Love you. She won't it, listen to this. I was going to say, she might be one of the few people that listens to this. So. She's going to give me a bad rating now. She's going to be like, <laughs> fuck you. This sucks. One star. <laughs> it's the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess we can wrap it up. Yeah, we can. Otherwise, you were just going to hear about all my other favorite shows from when I was 12. So we should probably <laughs> wrap this up. <laughs> or we won't have anything to talk about. In the next we're just going to have to keep replaying this one. <laughs> you know, that one time I uh, watched Hannah Montana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it all together. <laughs> We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Yeah, I was, gonna <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like <gasps> do I say something? <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. I think one episode we should actually just do bloopers of me fucking up, <laughs> <laughs> fucking up podcast. Because fun fact, I fucking up the first line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we're gonna be here a while. That wraps up this episode of my favorite episode is thank you very much, Producer Matt, a.k.a. Bro Matt, for coming on the show today um, and talking to me about your favorite show. Tune in next time, folks.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 